questions is a discovery process. You're uncovering information that allows you to make a recommendation based on appropriate data. Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. Sometimes the questions that we ask are far more telling than other things that we do. Tell us a little bit about the power of questions in marketing, Matt. This is a uh, topic that I've been feeling for my own personal communication and and leadership and and the example that I think I first heard of this concept was thinking about the juxtaposition of a parent who says to their child, just do your best when it comes to school. All I care is that you do your best, just do your best. That's a great, you know, admirable thing you want to communicate to your kids. But imagine they come home after their test or maybe after every day of school and your question is, what grade did you get? What grade did you get? What grade did you get? And so our best efforts, we're hoping that we were trying to communicate. We were, we were affirming the statements we made were do just do your best. That's what matters is that you do your best. But the questions that we ask become so much more telling about the things that are actually priority to us, the things that we actually care about. And so this is something ingrained in us from childhood that whether we're conscious of it or not, that we pay more attention to the questions that people are asking and pay less attention to the statements that they're saying or the things that they're saying. And so when, I rel- when we think about this in the context of marketing, how do we make our marketing better with good questions is um, a really powerful one because in like a one-on-one sales process, and you could say a one-on-one marketing process, but getting back to marketing is communicating that connecting of people to other people who have a product or a service that they could sell. Questions is a discovery process. You're uncovering information that allows you to make a recommendation based on appropriate data. You told me X, therefore I recommend Y, or it makes sense. You should know about this this product or this service. And so it can actually apply further up in, in your funnel. If you think about the ways that you get attention where they're becoming aware of your brand, depending on how you either lead with a statement or lead with a question, you can kind of come off a little bit more powerful and, and communicate other uh, subtle values or priorities for your business or kind of telling them about what, what you care about. And so if I were to think about this from the, the marketing agency perspective, this is a world that I know very well, is if I were to say to someone common things like, we will get you 10 leads, like we will double your conversion rate. And if I think about a question they could lead with, that's maybe more telling to what you care about. Well, even think about that on the fulfillment side, what are the questions that you're going to ask um, as you're doing that? Like, when you get into it, when you're actually working with someone, um, are your questions appropriately aligned to the statements that you wanted to make or are they misaligned? And so if I think about that, if my statement, if my goal was, I want to get you more leads and the questions that I ask are continuously around, you know, what's the cost per impression or, or something like, if it's not, how many leads did we get today, right? You're accidentally drawing attention into a different area. You're saying like, well, this is actually what we care about. I know we said we cared about this, but we we continuously come back and ask questions about something totally different. I've seen it before where a business owner is saying, um, they say, hey, all I care about is that we are scaling at this at a two times return. But then in the conversations, the questions they're asking are, well, what is the cost per click? What's the cost per lead? And what that usually tells me is that the KPIs they gave weren't actually thought through. And so now they're looking for, they're trying to find more data 
Um, because oftentimes they're not tracking what is the like cost of goods or the overall profitability or other or lifetime value of a customer. And so if they're not asking the right questions, like what is the lifetime value of the customer? Or what's the marketing efficiency ratio? To me, that means they probably don't understand marketing as a whole. And so even in the discovery process, right, when people are asked, the questions they ask tell a lot about what they do and don't understand or what their focus really might be. Yeah. And if we think about this, an internal marketing, so this is like the other side of it is, is if I think of like you can market, technically you're communicating to the, your, your customers, but it's your team, right? The internal marketing is your team and what you're selling them is is a job, is a position, right? Is is a career path, and very similar to that child. Like all I care about is that. Now you may not say that to your team, but you may say what we what I care about is the customer's experience, right? But I ask my team all about quantity, right? And so I I say I want to make sure our you know customer experience is exceptional, and I constantly ask how many did you get done. How many did you get done? How many did you get done? And you see like that can obviously create misalignment where you end up with a product where you're like, our customer experience is not that great. How did this happen? Well, because all the questions that you asked your team led them to believe that the actual priority thing for you was quantity, not quality. Otherwise, you should be continuously asking quality questions. And so the um, so this is more so on, let's say, the fulfillment side of it, but it's an internal marketing where you see that similar kind of misalignment. Do you ever see that happen where maybe the way you were selling something, uh, then customers actually sign up like for HL Pro Tools and they're, and they're signing up and you're realizing, oh, we thought that this was actually what they wanted, but it turns out these are the big, the more important things for them. It actually turns out access to our team for their communication is almost more important than uh, you know, support for their sub accounts, right? That's really good and true. Yeah, if I were to like take an intro- introspective look at our offers and, and times when there's misalignment there, it's probably because we often present a stack. <laughs> now we're not asking them questions, but if if they ask like what's included, right? And uh, the answer is going to be nine things that don't have to do with customer support and one thing that that is customer support too. But to us, we're like, well, the key thing is customer support. But yeah, you could, you could, I, I see that's an understandable mismatch there. And, and I don't actually have a, I don't have a great result, but I think these are good questions. It's where like, we want to be better at making sure that the questions that we're asking or that we should be asking questions that um, lead them to have success. And we kind of actually do this on the onboarding process. So when people come in, we ask them, how many customers do you have? That's a leading indicator for us, whether they're in the right place, or the wrong place. Because if you bought customer support and you don't have customers, you know, I, I don't know what you're doing here. Like, like, and to us, it seems so obvious. So like it, it very clearly says customer support. Um, but understandably, your stack is nine things that don't necessarily have to do with customer support and uh, one thing that does. Yeah, and a lot of times it's people thinking they need that before they can go get customers, which may be true. Maybe they already have their marketing in place and they know, so that could that could even sometimes be an interesting question. It's like, well, I don't have customers, but I have 100 customers waiting, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm about to close this deal that if I don't know I have customer support, I won't feel confident to close it or something like that. Well, and this is like, we take a lot of uh, care and concern, but this is like, you could say like, this could be marketing, uh, call it misaligned because it does come off as a little bit more powerful when I do ask those questions because we've been trained. Like this is, when I hear the question, it's the subtext of that question that resonates and, and lasts a little bit longer than just the statement. And so um, for us, we do not currently have this. I don't know if we're going to A-B test it, but 
I feel like it could lead to uh, a perverse outcome of, you know, overselling the wrong people. But if you ask them, like, what would you do if a customer signed up tomorrow, right? Or what would you do if 10 customers signed up tomorrow? Or what would you do if someone signed up and had a question at 10 p.m. tonight, right? Those are sometimes, maybe if you're hearing this, does that feel more compelling than 24-7 customer support? Like if I was going to choose a headline, which one feels like, oh, I need to, I am all of a sudden problem aware. And it's funny because in the end, they're both products um, or they're both, you know, tying into the exact same product. But one is like the statement, like this is, this is what it does. And the other is a question that kind of carries along with it a lot more power, significance, and leading. We know the idea of like, these are leadership discussions. It's because it's leading. It compels us into action. It's interesting. I I was thinking about examples of when I fail, either in marketing or sales, that people have been asking me the wrong questions. And I've noticed it when I go to buy a car. They try to ask me how much I want my payment to be. But I'm like, I don't care about that. I care about how much the car is. Like, I'll figure out if I'm going to pay cash or payments or things later. But there's, you know, they're trained to focus on that for most people. But they didn't start by saying, hey, what do you care most about? payments or total price. And I'm like, I'm in this price range, right? And so it's like, sometimes we skip pre-questions and make assumptions, right? And I think that's dangerous in marketing until you have a lot of data to make assumptions based on your your own personal experience. Well, it's funny because we played around with this, this idea of, of a landing page that is built for discovery. Imagine a very basic landing page that comes on and starts to segment or ask these questions because we feel like we don't want to assume that you're looking in the right area. And it's very hard in the digital space to do this appropriately. You look at like a lot of stores, they will intentionally have departments or sections of the store with like a big headline. So it's like, this is where you're supposed to be. So there's a clue. You're in the wrong area. And, um, and this happens digitally and probably in a lot of other service providers because you haven't asked the question or you haven't given them a clue that they're in the wrong area. It'd be like me sitting in Target and like the baby section being like, none of your shirts would ever fit me. And I think that happens a lot in companies that have um, that serve more than one niche or have more than one product, right? And so like HubSpot, for example, if you're on their site, they have hundreds of landing pages based on what it was you were looking for because just signing up can be overwhelming. And so it's like, what's the one thing you're actually looking to solve? And they focus on that. And I like that example. Yeah, like asking, like picking out shirts in the, in the kids section uh, is going to lead to an unsatisfied customer. But a lot of folks do this because they just don't even ask questions at all. We just, we, we just assume people will self-navigate. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. So the, um, getting back to this is like, how do we ask better questions to make our marketing better? I think it's externally understanding like what are those key decision-making guidelines where someone would find success uh, considering if, you, if, it's, you know, if it's ethical and appropriate, maybe lead with a question because there's so much more subtext that's carried there than a statement because of how we've been raised and, and just how we've engaged with other human beings in our life. And internally, um, and this is for ourselves as well, think of like when you evaluate your own marketing, what are the questions that you ask? Because that's going to lead you down a path of either, like the questions that we ask start to direct us into uh, the things that we'll measure and then things that we measure turn into the, the items that, that we manage and then things that we manage improve. And so if you start off with bad questions, you'll end up measuring bad things and you'll end up managing insignificant things and you will end up improving things that weren't really aligned with what you ultimately wanted. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me a lot of like Socratic selling and the Socratic method of just really 
asking more questions, like really using questions as the main thing to move forward. And, and it, it can come off a little weird because sometimes it feels like you're asking questions where you would normally use statements. But I think, I think it's really powerful to ask, ask your market and more questions instead of just assume that you know what's up. And then there's a time that once you've answer, asked those questions, you can then say, here is the perfect solution for you. That can come off so much more powerful. So I think people should definitely evaluate their marketing and look for where are you making assumptions where you could be asking questions. Yeah, for sure. Love it. This is a great conversation and I uh, appreciate anybody hanging out with us on the podcast or on YouTube and uh, feel free to ask us any questions. I do respond to all the comments. So I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now. 